Hey guys, it's Elsie Blass, your life and love coach. I'm done, I'm done, yo, I'm done. All right, let's recap the rock, duh. Hello, and welcome to Smart Love Moves. I'm Elsie Blass, your life and love coach and health psychologist. And today's topic is how to be a better parent. My loud, my loud, Jesus. All right, so we're going to dive into this topic. The reason why I decided to bring this topic up is because I've been hearing a few things through the grapevine with different people, and they have been having concerns with their parenting style or their parenting and their children and or their ex, right? So we're going to tap into a little bit of all that, all that jazziness. And I also, toward the end of this episode, will let you know what I think about dating single parents. And for those of you who don't have kids and are dating people with kids, and for those of you who also have kids who are dating people with kids. So we're going to tap into that at the end of the episode and this episode is probably not going to be that long darlings i'm enjoying this lovely warm coffee i decided to really just feel real comfortable and and really just dive right in so let's go ahead and first talk about parenting parenting depending on how old your child is can be amazing but it also, each stage of it is a challenge. There's always a challenge, right? But there's definitely a phase where you're like, man, how much time do I got left, man? I'm gonna count my years down, man. I got like 10 years of this more of this bullshit, right? So there are times that, you know, you can feel that. That was totally random. I know, I know, I apologize. <laughs> That's the way I feel on the inside. No, um, I have felt that before. I was like, man, these kids, man, they drive me crazy, man. How many I got? One, two, three. And I'm like counting. No, there's only two. And there's only two. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No. So, you know, they used to bicker so much. And I used to think, man, how much, how much longer do I have to just listen to them go back and forth and back and forth because they're so different in age. There's a six year gap. And my daughter is the oldest. So of course it was like little brother bothering the big sister and don't touch my things and it's just like oh my gosh right they used to just drive me bananas I'm like my my loud my loud because it's stressing me out man guys it's stressing me out you make me want to smoke some weed man no so there are times where the parenting portion of it can really feel challenging especially if you have more than one and your best your best advocate for yourself in those moments is definitely creating healthy coping skills for yourself that will benefit you. And also, what I really loved and enjoyed was behavior change within my parenting style. So let me explain. I was raised a certain way by my dad. I was raised a certain way from my mom. I was you know, there were other contributors, aunts, uncles, things like that. And I really just picked up more of some of the traits that, you know, what I was mostly exposed to. So it was a lot of tough love 
And there were times of soft love, but I didn't get that from the same place. I would only get like tough love from this particular individual and then soft love from this other individual, but never coming from the same place, like never one person offering tough love at times when it was necessary. And then also, or if it was necessary, it depends what kind of tough love you received, you know, <laughs> that, that there's such a wide spectrum there. Um, but I, I do encourage, when I say tough love, I think in the urban community, it's so tough. Like, it's like really harsh love. Uh, and then there's different layers of that. It could be tough love, but not as tough, right? Or just tough love meaning strong, strong characteristics, maybe strong verbiage, uh, strong energy to really get your point across and demand respect or just being rough around the edges because the self hasn't been refined. Sometimes parents, they raise their children and they interact with their children with tough love and it's really coming from a place of their own hurt and pain and the way they were raised. Maybe short temperedness even has an, uh, a contributing factor. So really start to like look at your behaviors as a parent. And that's what I did. I looked at my behaviors as a parent. And I gave my, my children uh, soft love. And you have to be careful with that because you, they, need, they need tough skin. You know, they're going to go out into the real world. And the real world is going to offer them so much power and strength. And it's not going to always be kind. So giving your children a certain type of tough love, I think is beneficial. You know, you toughen them up. I remember, <laughs> oh my God. So at 30, I was, I went through a divorce and, uh, well, I chose to go through a divorce. I thought it was in the best interest of the family. And it was, it definitely was. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> Thank you, God. Um, I was just thinking about why, and I was like, yes, I'm winning. No, we're all winning. Um, yeah, we are. We are. Our, our whole family is just actually winning so much more now, so it's fantastic. And so, but during that time, I remember my dad saying, stop crying. Don't cry. <laughs> and I was like, don't tell me not to cry. I need to cry. I need to feel. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You do need to feel. And then he like, let it go, you know, but it's that moment where if you're not careful, you can say something that will maybe hinder growth or hinder transparency or hinder a healing process or hinder a thought. And so, but showing that soft love after like, yeah, yeah, you know, this is right. Sometimes your children will say things to you and you'll be like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Go ahead and do that, you know. Um, and and we and my my kids, they're so freaking smart, and they do it to me. They're you know my my son will say something. He's like, is something wrong? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. I I didn't realize in that moment that I gave him some kind of like energy or like this uh, lack of patience or kind of like maybe a little. I don't know, maybe snappy. I don't, I don't, I don't know if snappy is the right word, but I could have, I could have come across kinder. And it was a moment that he called me out and I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry. You know, 
I think that when someone calls you out on your bullshit, you should apologize. The next thing I want to talk to you about now that we just mentioned behavior change, you know, checking yourself, seeing what areas you could grow in, see how you can be beneficial to your children, how they could be beneficial to each other and to you and how you all can work together with behavior change and allowing your relationship to be able to be one in a sense where communication and um, comprehension is available for all who participate within the family unit. It's so, so important. And if you cannot offer that, you need to learn how. Of course, you can reach out to me or reach out to a life coach or counselor or a therapist of your choice that you feel you have a comfort level with and who can help you moderate uh, behavior change, I think is phenomenal. So go ahead and look into that. If you have insurance, you know, call them. I will tell you this briefly about insurance and calling those providers. They aren't actually chosen, if you will. Like no one goes out to these offices or these therapists and say, hey, give me a session. I want to make sure that you're good before we send our people to you. Yeah, your insurance company has not done that. I learned about it when I looked into insurance for uh, having insurance for my company. I'm like, you guys aren't going to like check to see if I'm even a good therapist. Like you don't, you don't want to have a session. Like you don't, there's just so many practices and offices open. Do you think they're going to go and check every time? No, absolutely not. All they're checking for is that the person went to school, not if they're good or not. So And I will tell you this also, if you're looking for someone to work with for your family or for yourself, one thing I want you to know is that not all therapists and counselors are created equal. Each has their own personality, as you already know, and it has to mesh. It's kind of like when you're finding a life partner or finding someone that you want to choose to be your friend. There have to be certain requirements. You know, the energy has to be right. You have to feel comfortable. So make sure that you're keeping an eye on those things. All right, so let's dive into something else with parenting. Now, let's say you're a single parent and you want to get into a new relationship, but you have concerns because of the relationship you currently have with your ex. Get that relationship fixed first. Get that one calmed down. Get that one worked through. Allow the healing process to take place. There may be some of you where you just need to allow some time to pass so that your ex can calm the down. You know what I mean? They just need to calm them down. <laughs> You're like, yo, get your shit together, man. So yes, that might put you at a bit of a pause. And then I want you to know that your ex doesn't have to know everything in your business, in your personal life, who you're talking to. That's none of their business. And also... I want you to remember that when you bring your children around your new person, be sure that you've spoken to the ex, if at all possible, so it's not a shock when the children go back and have something to say to mom or dad, and it can create a harvest of an experience for your children. So you may have to live two lives for a little bit, you know, where you're seeing your children on these days and you can't see your partner on those days. But what happens if you move in with that partner? Well, then you should already have the old stuff with your ex situated as much as possible. And also your new person is not 
supposed to be interacting with your old person if your old person is fucking crazy. That is between you and the old person. You know, leave your new partner at home or in the car or somewhere. Just the exchange has got to be where there won't cause a trigger for discomfort and a trigger and problem for you. Okay? So I want you to keep that in mind now that we're talking about the whole dating. Let's dive into dating someone with children. What should you be doing and looking for? Let's say you find someone and they have a child or have two children or have three children or have four children. I, I'm i sorry, I stop at a certain number when I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stop at a certain number. I'm like, yo, you can't have more than five kids because it's going to be way too much. Like, I don't even know if I can hear my own brain think. Like, I just... It's too much. It's too much, you know, especially if they have a lot of kids. It's like crying over here, crying over there. If you're the parent that has all the kids with all the crying, honey, you're going to have, I, this is what I would do. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but choose someone who can be open to that kind of lifestyle because they, they do exist. I want to tell you that they do exist. I've seen a man go into a relationship with a woman with four kids and he was the best effing father I have seen in a long time to kids who were not his honey it's possible I've seen it with my with my own eyes <laughs> with my own eyes keep that in mind also you have to get your kids under control before you bring someone into the mix train your kids spank your kids no beat no no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding no train your kids get things under control. Your children will always challenge you and always try you and always try to one-up you at certain times in their life because they're growing and because they're learning about the ego and they're learning about who they are as a person. And they're going to, it's just, it's so normal for them, you know, to just kind of experiment and figure out how they want to think, speak, and, and behave in the world. And at times for the parent, it's like, yo, are you trying me right now? Are you trying me? Yeah, you trying me. I know that, I know you're trying me. Uh, and they are trying. They're trying to to learn how to fucking move in this world. You know what I mean? So, and making poor choices is a part of the process. And of course, nah, I won't go. I won't get into that. All right. So let's move straight on. So if you are the the person with the children, go ahead and get that under control as much as possible, and only be in a relationship with someone who understands that your children will try you, and they are maybe going to need you're going to need their support emotionally you know and physically you'll need their hugs your touch you know their touch uh, affection affirmation you'll you'll need that additional emotional and spiritual support from your partner so if you're going to date someone who cannot offer these things to you and you're the parent and you're if you're the person who's wanting to interact with someone who has children and you can't offer these things don't waste your lovely time. All right, so next, should you date someone with children? Hmm. Think about if you want children around on a daily basis. If, you, if the answer is no, no. Do not be a part of that kind of interaction and relationship with someone when you don't even want to hear a baby cry. Or a whining time, little tantrum moments. Like, if you're not feeling that, 
if that's not your thing, don't sacrifice your energy. That's a waste. It's a waste because it's not something that you desire to have. All you'll do is create resentment, possibly mistreat others in the home somehow, uh, even if it's you just depleting yourself or separating yourself or whatever the case is, you're not being of service to that home. And also, if you're the parent with the children, I want you to think about the kind of choices you're going to make if someone can even participate in something like that. There was a, a guy that reached out to me, and I'm sure if he listens to this, he'll know. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to listen to this. Yes, I'm talking about you. <laughs> he was in a relationship, but she was not able to participate it was a little bit stressful. He had two children. She had one, and it just wasn't in her best interest. It create mental. It created mental health concerns for her, because she's like, it's just too much going on. Like it's too, two is just, you're. It's like three is just too, three too much. Like three is just it's like all these numbers. You know, three, four, four is too much. I you you have to pick a number and be like, yo, this is just too much. So if that's the case. Again, don't participate in that kind of interaction in a relationship that will not be of service to you. I hope that these things that we've talked about today kind of get your mind rolling and uh, open your mind to opportunities and possibilities. If you think that you can participate and be a part of a family unit that has children that aren't yours, then go for it. There are people made to feel that way. They're, they just, they're natural inclination is to be able to say yeah yeah no I'm 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 gonna follow your kids like I'm I'm good let's do this you know and they're adamant they're excited there are mothers who are like yeah I would love to so there are people who feel honored by participating and engaging and being in a relationship with someone who has children it does exist and I want you to know that and then for those of you who don't have children but are thinking about it in the future and maybe wanting to be a, a or a surrogate or you know have a child that is outside of a relationship through medical opportunities that are out there right now for pregnancy and to be a single parent i want you to know that there are people out there who will help you raise your your child as their own as well in that kind of situation my love, there is someone for everyone, and everyone exists for someone. Meaning, however your makeup is as a person, whatever your situation is in this current time, there is someone for you to love you, to cherish you, to honor you, to show you all the beautiful things that you deserve. Do not believe any lies that the mind might speak to you and say, or social media or media or content that you've read or stories you've experienced or heard prior to this conversation. There is someone for you. There is someone for your situation, your lifestyle, and be open to it. Receive what I'm telling you. Open your mind to it and explore this truth. Own it as your own. Own this thought process as your own. If indeed your mind starts to speak to you and tell you otherwise, remind your mind about this particular conversation. 
All right, guys, I'm going to let you go. I'm Elsie Blast, your life and love coach and health psychologist. Thank you so much for joining me this Friday. I decided to do a little extra popper this week. I usually do two episodes a week, but I was feeling a little bit of something. I just wanted to share these things with you. I hope you enjoy. If you like this podcast, if you like Smart Love Moves, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Reach out to me anytime. Let me know your thoughts and concerns. Thank you so much for sending me messages and questions through IG. I love receiving those. I hope you guys are watching the story because in those stories, I'm answering those questions. Take care of yourselves and of one another.